Calling Randy Zellia. Calling Randy Zellia. It seems like we are out of storage here on StreamYard. So either delete some old episodes so we can be podcasted or buy some more storage. But I think probably delete. Is nobody Can nobody see our shows? Um, Does anyone see our shows anyway? So two people are watching right now, believe it or not. Hi. Uh, which is great. Hi on Facebook. Or I'm guessing it's not my wife. Just uh -uh. a gut feeling. Definitely, definitely not your wife. Has your wife watched the show other no. than being in the presence of you and and coming onto the show? No, never. Okay. Are you well, kidding me? Anyway, so Seth Kamins is over there. I'm Sean Palmer, Seth and Sean Sports Radio, our final show of 2021. Uh, it's good to see that Seth is healthy uh, amongst the Omicron and, and everything that's going on in the Northeast. In Georgia and Florida, we don't believe in COVID. Uh, <laughs> we should believe in COVID. We just don't believe that COVID exists, or at least the majority of the people. And um, I will tell you now, this will probably be my last show in Georgia as I am taking my talents. You're going Boca. You're going Boca. Yeah. So uh, I'm taking my talents close to South Beach. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. You're taking your talents to to to, Bo to Meisner go. Beach, so Meisner uh, Park. Park. So um, I will be announcing this on Facebook, obviously. But I am taking a um, a new job in Boca. So this Raton. is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. It's exclusive to you, my friend. Exclusive Thank you. And the you. two people watching. <laughs> and the two people watching. Um, maybe one's my boss. I have no idea. But I would I would highly doubt it. But anyway, uh, last one next week, I will be in Boca Raton. So we'll have the show from there. And then I can really throw up the double fingers to Seth or Seth can throw them up to me as I will be in 85 degree weather and a mile from the beach. Right. Exactly. It'll be 11 degrees here. <laughs> it probably will be. I heard I heard that the temperatures are definitely dipping in the next seven to 10 days. But so our last show of 2021 I got to say it was pretty much the same year as 2020. <laughs> like we No, it was a little better than 2020. A little better. A little better, but still COVID it does exist. COVID had despite what I say and I joke around about it in in Georgia and Florida that it doesn't exist. It certainly does. Like don't, don't get me wrong. Um look, Omicron is is ravaging the sports world right now. You can see Seth, we made it to the fantasy football playoffs, the finals this year. Congrats. And part of that is the luck that we've had that our players haven't been on the COVID list. I mean, I don't think we've had one on the COVID list this year. Um, I'm not sure. No, we had Rodgers. Rodgers went on the COVID list. Yeah, it's true. But we but, had um, luck. Yeah, I, I actually, in one of my leagues, I lost by 12 points. And I had six players, including Dalvin Cook and Brandon Cooks, who are my starting number one wideout running back and my number two wideout. I had six players at one point on COVID. I cut four of them. Elijah Moore's still there. I probably would have won. I'd have three finals teams out of five, which would be nice. But what can you do? Look, it, it's unfortunately, it's the way of the world right now, certainly the sports world. In But give these – Give these leagues credit, right? And our fantasy leagues? No, not our fantasy league. Give give the NBA, give the NHL, give the NFL credit. It may be an abundance of caution, but at least it's the right abundance of caution. To at least the way I see it. Look, the Islanders are having an absolutely crappy year, and then compounded by COVID, made it twice as bad because half of the half of my team, half of the Islanders aren't playing. When you get to the NFL football Sunday and you see the list come out in the morning, you're kind of like, okay, well, I got to drop that player and I got to drop that player and I got to drop that player. On the bright side, I wish the Giants could use this as an excuse. No, they can't. They can. No. no? Jake Fromm, my friend. Jake Fromm. They are the worst team in the NFL right now. Right That's now. saying a lot. Look, Jacksonville is playing, has played hard. They beat Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. They, Probably should have beaten the Jets. I mean, I oh, what a catch. Up. Sorry, I have Maryland, I Virginia Tech. I would have liked them to have beaten the Jets. I know you would have. I would have liked Jets. Seattle to have beaten the Bears. Jets just can't get out of their own way. No, they can't. This is, this is the Trevor Lawrence syndrome, the Henry Ruggs touchdown, the uh, 
in the Raiders game last year. Look, Henry Ruggs wishes he was catching touchdowns. Now he wishes he was. Um, but let's look at Detroit has played pretty tough games. They beat Arizona two weeks ago or last week yeah. by 25. Jacksonville is a mess, but they've played hard. Their defense is pretty good. The Jets – oh, well, that's another 30-yard run from Maryland. Oh, this is nice. The Jets – are the Jets, but you know, at least they won last week. When was the last time the Giants forget won a game where within 14 points? I really don't know the answer to that question. I have to actually look it up because I'm kind of curious know. right now. But they and haven't been competitive. And they're playing in a division that absolutely sucks. Like yes. that that compounds it, right? They're playing teams other than the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have had their snafus as well that absolutely suck. I mean, the Redskins are horrendous. The, the Eagles are horrendous and are and are down to Jordan Howard being their number one running back. But Jordan Howard's been there on and off number one. Anyway, here we go. Okay. So they lost to Philly by 24, Dallas by 15, the Chargers by 16, the Dolphins by 11. They beat Philly. They lost to Tampa by 20. And that, so that's five of their last six weeks. Yeah. Um, they're just not – they're – and they have no cap room. You know, the Jets have 50 million in cap room. Detroit has 70 million in cap room. The Giants have 4 million. They're going to have to cut every competent player that they have. And that'll get them, that'll get them the 30 or 40 million. But that leaves them with what? Well, look, I mean, they'll, they'll cut Nate Soldier, right? And that'll save them about $10 million. Yeah. They may end up cutting Bradbury, who right. just hasn't been that good this year. No. They may end up cutting Blake Martinez, who's a wonderful player, but tore his ACL. Their offensive line is the worst in the league. And that's and, saying something because the Jets are pretty bad. Yeah, but the Jets – between well, because Becton hasn't played much yeah. this year. Well, the good part is you do have two top ten picks. Right. Like it's, well, it's the like, question is who's going to make them. Well, and that would – look, I asked you four weeks ago. It was either four or five weeks ago whether Joe Judge was in trouble. And you were adamant that he wasn't. Now, where are you? Because I think he, they haven't played inspiring ball in, like you said, a month and a half. If it was me as the GM, as the owner, oh, he'd be in trouble. But I'm not the owner. They love him. Yeah. They're making GM candidates predicated on keeping Judge. And they have a problem because they already said they fired McAdoo too quickly. Like, they've already gone on record saying they shouldn't have fired him after two years. So you can't really fire – you the can't pro- do it again, right? Well, you can't, the problem is this. you ha- At that point, you brought in a new GM. And you brought in who has proven to be an incompetent GM. I don't think there's any way to justify the Gettleman, the four years of Gettleman. We have – there is no position we have that we're above average. Saquon, well, you are. You got Riley Dixon is above average. He's going to be cut. He's been awful this year. Graham Gano is above average. There you go. Our kicker is above average. Um, but you know he's a guy who builds offensive line. Our offensive line is a bleeping disaster. Yep. So with picks, assume six and seven, five and seven, four and six, whatever it is. Go get the Iowa center. If you want to take a center at four or five, that's 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 another question. But if they can get up to three and you can get Evan Neal from Alabama, you may do that. To me, the, the first two picks have to be two offensive linemen or offensive linemen, defensive linemen, r- pass rusher. If for some reason you can get Aiden Hutchinson or you can get Kalen Thibodeau, which I don't think you can because I think that's one-two. Yeah. Then you, you may – you may put you may push one off short look, of the Giants, look what the giants have to root for and, and we're we're going to get off the giants in a little bit there's a lot to talk about today uh we haven't been here for two weeks but the giants have to hope some team falls in love with the quarterback like they just have to but there's nobody to fall in love with. there's nobody to fall in love with that's going to push you to the top five no but it would put but matt corral may go in the top five like i think if, that's unlikely no i don't I think agree. we're going to if you look through the quarterbacks very, very quickly through these teams. Now the, I'm just going, I'm just running, as I said, well, we, you're, you're looking at Detroit, right? Right. But Detroit back. at two, Detroit's going to have the first, 
all these four or five quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Matt Coral, Kenny Pickett, excuse me, they're all 15 to 45. Detroit is most likely going to be able to take one in the second round. Okay, so, so hold on a second. You have Carolina at seven, right? They've lost okay. they've lost five in a row. You have Washington at nine. They've lost three in a row. Neither one of those teams is comfortable with their quarterback. Can we agree on that? That is fair. Okay, if you, that is fair. So are you saying that you want them to trade up to the Giants pick or you want them to trade above the Giants? No, take- I'm saying you got to hope that they lose out and they pick a quarterback which means it drops the level of talent down a spot, right? The, the Redskins, just to take a quick look. The well, the Redskins, Red, I got it right here. The Redskins are 6-9. and nine. So we're, the worst case scenario is 6-11. and 11. Yeah. That's not, and Chicago's 5-10. and 10. Chicago doesn't have a draft pick. The Giants have Chicago's draft pick. Right, I'm sorry. Carolina's 5-10. and 10. Excuse me. So they're both – so we're both looking at 5-12. and 12. Five So and we're looking 12. at 5-12 and 12 for Carolina, 6-11 and 11 for the Redskins. So the Giants are most like the Giants are going to pick above. The Giants aren't winning another game, most likely. They play the Bears, which is a 50-50. And I, I think they play they play one of the NFC East teams on I think they play the Redskins maybe week 17. It's become irrelevant. They become so boring they're irrelevant yep. at this point. I mean, you're yeah, they could use it. Minnesota could probably use a quarterback because I think they're going to trade cousins. Um but Carolina and Washington are not jumping red the Redskins. What they may do is they may decide to trade up. No, I'm I'm okay. That that may be. And I, I don't think about, you're trading up for a quarterback in this draft. I was talking about the second pick to move down, right? So you're you're behind them in the second pick. Yeah, right, so right now, now your your Bears pick is eight. Yep. Carolina lose it. Carolina picks a quarterback, and that's another guy that you can get lower. Like you were saying, you were looking for a specific. Yes, if Carolina, yeah, if Carolina stays in there, fine. Um, But again, if our pick is eight, we're not. We're going. We're we're not getting a top. We're not getting a top two to three guy anyway at at that pick. That Seattle that Seattle game hurt us, which helped you hurt us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because right now you are what probably the number three. Right now we are the four pick and the six pick. Who's the third? Is it us? Third is Houston. Oh, okay. And Houston plays Tennessee at home. Sorry, the Niners this week on the road and Tennessee at home. Tennessee at home. Uh, Not if Tennessee needs that game. Well, they beat Tennessee already this year. I know. So, and they're playing much better. I, I Unlikely. But I agree, it's unlikely. So the Texans, um, right now the Titans are 10 and 5. They may not need that game. I mean, if they win this week and go to a no, they are going to need that game for place. They're going to need that game for playoff seating. No, they won't. So, so here's why: if they win that game, if they win this week and they go to eleven and five, they've wrapped up that division. Yes. Okay. No, wait, 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 wait. If Indy's at ten and six, and Indy beats them, is that? But that's not the last game. The last. So the Colts' last two games are the Jaguars and the Raiders. And do they? Who has the tiebreaker in that? That's hold on. Colts. The Colts beat the they Titans. Lost the Titans. Titans beat them on October thirty first. Lost the Titans twice. So, yes, right. so, the ti- so Titans have the Titans have the tiebreaker. So they win this week and they have the tiebreaker. That's it. They win the division. But they win the division. They but they also don't have the. You also have Cincy at nine and six. Yeah. Buffalo at nine and six. New England at nine and six. They don't automatically have the two seed unless they win out. Correct. They have, hold on. Did they beat any, did they play? They beat Buffalo, I think. They they beat Buffalo. They lost to the Patriots. And the Bengals, they didn't play. But it doesn't matter. If If the Patriots don't win that division, they're automatically a wild card. Right, no, no, no. So but Bills- actually, the Bengals have a better conference record. So I think the Bengals would would probably win would be the two seed if they went out. Correct. And Tennessee loses a game. Correct. So I think that's the, the tiebreaker after head to head. And the Bengals play the Browns and the Chiefs. Didn't say it would be easy. 
Right. So they lose to the Chiefs this week and the Titans win. The Titans have absolutely nothing to play for next week. Okay. So I'm just that's it. I'm not saying it'll happen, but they have absolutely nothing. They have well, no that Cincy Kansas City game. That's a fun game to watch. Hopefully they can put that game on over the Jets or the Giants for that matter. It's called Dofu Sports, my friend. You can put whatever game you want on. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you Dofu. <laughs> so okay, so we have we we have the lamenting of the Giants fan. We have the lamenting of the Jets fan, right? I mean, look, we're we're both shit out of luck this year. Both have no. Wow, you, you've said you you've used a lot of words. To, we got a little bit of residual anger here. I I have a lot of residual anger this year, but. But I'd like to – I mean, look, the Bengals are a, an interesting team, and who would have thought that the Chiefs would be back? Look, we wrote – I won't say we wrote them off, but first couple of weeks of the season, we were kind of wondering what happened to the Chiefs. They right. go Barely anyone wrote them off. They go one and three, right? And then they've had basically – they've kicked ass in the last – They've won 36. You realize we're on a show where you're supposed to watch your language, correct? 36 to 10, 34 to 28, 48 to 9, 22 to 9, 19 to 9, 41 14, 13 7. I mean, the only game that they've had that's close in the last six weeks has been the Giants. Giants, yeah. <laughs> Which is a game they probably should have lost. And when you look at it, it's not the offense that's keeping this team in it, it's the defense. Yeah, Steve Spagnuolo has done an amazing job turning his defense around. They were, I think, the worst of all time the first six weeks of the year, and they haven't let up more than ten, more than I think, other than the Giants, they haven't let up fourteen more than fourteen points in the last. And surprisingly, the acquisition of Melvin Ingram may have keep that keep that thing. And and Melvin Ingram is not exactly the pass rusher extraordinaire, but he certainly can set the edge, and maybe that's what they were looking for. But so anyway, so. We, we we have some interesting matchups this week, as we always do in the NFL. And next week, we'll talk playoff possibilities. Um, I'd like to talk our fantasy possibilities, though. I mean, we're, we we look pretty strong going in. Oh, we actually put some waiver claims in today. I wonder if we got it. Yeah, our other guy didn't. What do you call it? He had no money left. I took a look. I know. That's why I did it. Just so he wouldn't do it. Well, he can't claim anyone if he has zero money. Can I thought he? he had a dollar. So, no, he had zero. So everything was $2 for us. So we, we picked up we, the Jacksonville running back, the Houston running back, the Denver quarterback. God, we picked up a lot of mediocre. We Because I don't want anybody else picking him up. And we can make our – so we got Rex Burkhead. I can't pronounce the Jacksonville guy's name. Olga Bol, Bol- Ogan Bol- Bol- I don't know. And we got Jordan Howard. And we, we dropped Tef- – and maybe Darren Waller makes an appearance this week. So it's possible. We are the favorite. Um, if I put in, let's just put in Burkhead since he's the one that is number one on the list. The matchup, we are favored by 20 points. And who would have thought Davis Mills would ride into the sunset and help us win? <laughs> the well, unfortunately for us, Houston doesn't. May will not probably will not be looking at the top four pick for a quarterback. Look, he is the solution to Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> He's just the solution to Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> it is unreal. <sighs> By the way, did you know? So I I noticed in our history that a couple of times we finished sixth, which is fine. Do you realize we have never finished less than eight and five, except no. for our first year? Like our first year, we went six and seven. But since then, we have gone eight and five or better every single year. I told you, we're like sixty and twenty. Yeah, we're the, I, we're the, we're the John Madden of our of managing our fantasy. Team. And speaking of John Madden, <laughs> good uh, segue. Good segue. Thank you. You're welcome. So I know that you were on the Gary H show today, as was I. I heard the uh, the little poke that you gave me that you did a better segment than I could ever do. <laughs> And at the and by the way, at the end of my segment, I asked him point blank. So who was better, me or Seth? He goes, I don't answer that to attorneys. Fair enough. Like, well played. Well played. So I called John Madden the most influential person in NFL history. It's it's a it's a it's a backable claim. Um 
we what I, the way I brought it up, and I think Gary had said the same thing. The way that we I saw it was he was a Hall of Fame coach, and that was the third most important thing he's done in his career. Maybe fourth. What, what would be the, what would be the other well, one? He's a Hall of Fame coach. You're absolutely right. Like, and he set the bar right. He really did set the bar for at least the AFC. Maybe not the NFC, but certainly the AFC. No, they had, the NFC had Lombardi. Right, that's you, what I'm saying. You... So he set the and maybe Don Shula with the Colts, maybe. Yeah. But but Madden, Madden, I think over the course of his career was actually better than Shula. But well, it was also a much shorter career. Agree, agreed, agreed. So that's his first career. His second career, we know, was broadcasting. Right. His third career was obviously the gaming. His fourth career was setting safety protocols in the NFL. He's been on the safety committee for the last 15 years. All these innovations and all that, when you see your favorite running back go out because of concussion protocols, that was set by him. Well, he, it wasn't set by him. There were a lot of people on these safety protocols. Uh, agreed, agreed. But he, his, his influence on every aspect of the NFL over the last 50 years. Yeah. I mean, he think about it. He was the, he was the, the coach of the team that went to the second super, I think it was the second one. I don't think they went to the first one. They lost to Kansas city. So we're going to super bowl two. No, now super bowl at, two was Packers and chiefs. Then it was super bowl one. He was one or the other. I forget. No, he one. didn't either. It was Packers and chiefs for one and two. No. Yeah. No. I think so. Hold on. Almost sure. Oh, you're right. Super I know. Bowl two. I'm aware. Never question this man about Super Bowls, I guess. Super Bowl two, you're right. But was he the coach in that game? He was the linebackers coach in that game. Okay. Um was so, Al Davis the coach in that game? No, John Roush was the coach in that was the coach. Not related to Rob Roush. No, the names are spelled differently. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so he was his his jump was extraordinary. He went from being the assistant coach, the linebackers coach at San Diego State, yeah, under Don Coryell, yeah, who ended up running the air, the air, pretty much the beginning of the great passing offenses, which was Dan Fouts, Chuck Muncie was a running back, and Winslow and oh, James. Hall of Famer, James Lofton, Hall of Famer, John Jefferson, all-star. Really, really, you know, good high-end players. They never made it at Super Bowl. They lost in the AC Championship in 81 in the freezing, the most, the coldest game ever to Cincy. Oh, okay. You know, San Diego players are not really meant for negative 20 degrees. You get soft when you go south or west. Well played. Thank you. So, um, and it, but you don't usually see a linebacker coach from San Diego State jump to being a linebacker coach from the Raiders in, in the NFL. No, but you also don't have Al Davis. There you go. Like I said this this morning, Madden was probably the most influential person of all time. Al Davis is in the top five. So He's right there. I, I don't know. It depends on what you consider the importance from a football perspective of Madden. Oh, you mean the game? The game. Okay, so here's how I here's how I played it out, and this is what I said on the sh- on Gary's show that our grandparents know John Madden because he was a coach. If yep. you were a football, if you were a football fan, right? They know him as John Madden, the coach. Our generation and our parents know him as John Madden, the announcer, for for the majority of the time. If you are a fan of football, believe younger than us it's only because of Matt. i don't believe it's for any other reason i had a i had a friend from who was born in india come up to me a couple of months ago and ask me he knew nothing about football he knows nothing about sports but he definitely knows nothing about football he knows about cricket <laughs> and so should we yes. have him on the show because after no. well, it has to be close to 500 episodes We've never discussed cricket before. No, maybe. He so so we start talking, and I I sent him a YouTube video, and I said, "Here here are the basics of football," because I think you need to know who the 
the positions, if nothing else. It was a 10-minute video. And then he said to me, so what do I do now? I said, you go play Madden NFL game. He's like, what? I'm going to play a video game and I'm going to learn the game of football. I go, absolutely, you will learn the game of football. You will learn the players. You will learn the routes. You will learn what defense is. You will learn football. And I think the majority of kids that are younger than us absolutely have learned football through Madden more than anything else. I think that's perfectly fair. I think that's interestingly, it used to be you like when we were younger, you rooted for teams. Yeah. I grew up a Giants fan. You grew up a Jets fan. You know, we knew people who were Dolphins fans because of Marino or Dallas fans because of whoever, Niner, Niner fans because of Montana. Now, fandom really comes from two places. It comes from Madden football. Or your parents. Or I wasn't going to say that. Or fantasy football. Well, that too. That's yep. what keeps people interested. I mean, think about it. How often in the last five years have you watched a Jets game? I mean, again, forgetting how bad the Jets have been. Sure. You know, front to end, without looking at other games, without or going to a sports like we, I don't get to go unfortunately as much as I used to. Um, the game is so different to watch, and yeah, look, I think that's a completely fair way to put it. I, Gary's comparison to Gary, to George Washington in the United States, I thought was a little bit far fetched. How do you know what it? Look, the only reason that you and I know what an out route is, the first time we learned what an out route was, was on men. You knew it may have been Madden 1992, but it was up and out. And guess what? There are only certain quarterbacks that can make that throw and other quarterbacks that could not make that throw. And that's where you learned that that play almost always works in Madden. It may only get you three yards, but it will always work because the guy cuts so well. And that's where I learned what an out route was. You learned what a fullback dive was. Because it's a staple play in Madden. And what I was telling Gary was before Madden, there were football games. Super right? Techno Ball, my exactly. favorite of all time. Exactly. But what was the one thing that Super Techno Ball lacked? Uh, a lot of things. I about any semblance of defense? Well, if you had it Lawrence Taylor, you could have like 300 sacks in a, in a you, season. Okay, any any semblance – right, but if you played him against Bo Jackson, there was no defense, right? Nobody right. took down Bo. It was just the way it was. What men did was make football games realistic. And of all the sports games that I've ever played, it's the only one that made it realistic. I mean, you could play NBA Live. You could play NBA Jam. You could play any NBA game. Try playing defense in an NBA game in a basketball game. It doesn't exist. Try pitching well in a baseball game. That doesn't exist either. Soccer game, maybe you get something because I don't know. I don't play FIFA all that much. But with regards to football, it was the first one that actually had defense and was realistic. And John Madden made sure of that. That was part of what he wanted was realism. So I think the influence that he had over the NFL cannot be touched. I don't think it will ever be touched because he was there from the very beginning. Well, I think it'll be touched because I think over time, people, look, we don't remember him as a coach. Nope. The only thing we ever saw of him when the coach, as a coach, was the response to the Immaculate Reception. Or, well, it's NFL films, right? That's right, why NFL Steve films. Saban, that's why Steve Sable is a god to me. Right. Like, and that and, was number one. And even as in, look, in our, this is what I talked about in our, and when we were growing up and even in through our college years, the biggest games, and I apologize as you're an AFC guy, the biggest games were always in my mind, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, sure. Cowboys, Giants. Absolutely. And you knew seeing Pat Summerall and John Madden added an extra, an extra, whatever well, you want to call it. Hold on. And no apology necessary because the NF, the NFC got higher rights to hire more money from Fox and from CBS than the AFC did from NBC. So it's not a sorry or not sorry. Yeah. They got better ratings. Yeah, because the Cowboys 
were in America's team, and you had the Giants, Philly, and Washington all in the Northeast corridor. Yeah. So, but whenever you saw John Madden and Pat Summerall, and look, I know he did games with Al Michaels. John Madden to me is always oh, up the level. Yeah. It He's was, what Al Michaels is today. See, I don't see, I don't think of Al Michaels in that regard. I just don't. Why do you think Amazon wants Al Michaels? I understand that. In my, again, no, I get it. I get it. But there are, do you know that he's the only announcer to ever broadcast on every major network? Yeah. Well, I found that I didn't realize that, but I, 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 thinking about it, it makes sense. Right. Because the NFC started on CBS. Yep. Went to Fox. Yep. Then he left and went to, NBC, and then he left and went to Sunday Night Football on ESPN or with Al Michaels. Right, but um, here's the thing. nobody. So today, when you get, and this is what I was saying to Gary, when you get a broadcaster that switches networks, there's always some pushback. There's always some, oh, really, Tariko's leaving? Or, oh, really, Al Michaels is leaving? Or, really, Aaron Andrews is leaving? There's always something. Nobody questioned John Madden leaving. Because the best games were going to be broadcast by John Madden, regardless of what network you were on. It was fait accompli that he was going with the best games. Yeah. And what's been, and we were talking about when you think of, again, our generation, Gen, I guess, Gen X, when you think of certain sports, there's always going to be one or two announcers that correlate. Yeah. Basketball, it's Marv Albert. Baseball, it's Vin Scully and Bob Costas. Football, it's John Madden. Hockey, it's Doc Emmerich. And you've had now Doc Emmerich retired last year. Marv Elbert retired last year. And maybe 20 years from now, I think it's too divisive. The world is just too divisive for anyone to be unanimously behind somebody. I mean, Jim Nance gets – Jim Nance – I think, you'll have it, I think you'll have it in the NBA because Mike Breen does everything. It may be. And, Mike and that's Breen all is, he does. And it's also and he that's is all he phenomenal. Does. I love Breen. Right. Love but him. that's, again, that's our, you don't hear too many people killing Mike Breen. Right. Joe Buck, who has done every major sport for the last 30 years, is as, you, as divisive as this country is at this yeah. point. Like, I think he's fine. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I think he's fine. Um, but he's not going to have – he's never going to have the support that an Albert or a Madden – I mean, when you think of color commentators for football, when you think of game game game, you know, play-by-playmen for football, there's a bunch of people you can put there. Mm-hmm. When you think of a football analyst, I don't – I'd say if you gave a hundred people our age who walked from the eighties going since 95 of them would say Madden is the best they've ever seen. You know, maybe a couple would say Romo. I don't know who else would be there. Maybe one or two Collinsworth. I kind of like Collinsworth. I like Aikman actually. I don't. Um, but I, th- I don't like Buck, but I like Aikman. So I think maybe. Aikman but you get, but you get my me. point. Maybe from a play by play guy. From a play by play guy, there's a hunt. There's, you get, you know, Al Michaels would get a few. Tariko would get some. Yeah. Buck would get some. Football, it's kind of unanimous. I yeah. think hockey is pretty close to unanimous. I think baseball, you'd have Scully and Costas and one or two others. But and in basketball, right now it's Breen. Right now it would be Breen. Before that, it would be Albert um, from from play by play. But you know that that so that look, I'm not a I'm not a video games guy, um, but. It says something, and I'm not sure if good or bad, that 25 years, 30 years into Madden, so many of these football players are more concerned with where they are with their Madden yep. points. Yep, the, than they are with their contract. Than they are with, with their team. Yeah. Which is a refle- not a great reflection on our society, but it is what it is. Well, so, if, if it makes any sense, I own a game system. I own a PS4. I haven't brought it out in a year. Why? And a half. I haven't brought it out in a year and a half. I bought. I I got it at an auction. It was for charity. I own one game. Madden 2019. One. Have you Have you ever played it? I have. I've played it a couple of times. But I mean, but that just tells you, right? I didn't go for hockey. I didn't go for baseball. I went for Madden because Madden 
is if nothing else, man is a teaching tool. Like I, I, I don't under, I, I don't know how to explain it to people more than you have to play it to understand. In the fact with everything, all these first person uh, shooting games and whatnot, that Candy Crush and everything else, you learned football by playing Madden. Like it, it was just that simple. And maybe when and when I go to my cousin's house in Arizona and he's got three kids. So obviously there's a game system hooked up somewhere. And he looks at me and he, first thing he says is Madden. Like it's nothing else. It's no other choice. It's hockey is what his kid wants to play, but we're going to play a 20 minute game of Madden. And with that in mind, look, he is a huge loss, but he was 85 years old. Right. So, I mean, it, yes, unexpected, but still a great life. And like you said, Seth, there may be somebody in 20 years that approaches what he does. I doubt it, though. Uh, with all the different types of careers that he had, I, I, I just don't see it. And I don't think you'll see another Al Davis either. And I think Al Davis gets tremendously shortchanged. I've said that for years. But – he took a he took a chance on Madden. Remember, that was him. That was all Al Davis. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So you're looking gro- ingratiated in some work right now, my friend. No, I'm actually looking. I'm not. I'm looking through. This is our year in sport. Is this our year in review? We want to do that. Yeah, next we got week. 23 minutes, so we should probably get to it. Who cares? Well, we could sum it up in three hours or we could sum it up in 20 minutes. It makes well, no we difference. can cross off baseball because I didn't give a rat's ass about it this year or last year. So congratulations to whoever won the World Series this year. That would be the no, Atlanta Braves. I, I know who won the World Series. I'm, Are you sure? You only live in the town. You weren't at the parade? The ta- I only live in the town and didn't watch one game this entire year again. So, I mean. So are you now done with baseball? No. Or are you back next year? No, I'll be back next year. I th- is that because your team is going to be good, or because you're no, because it's more like just, a torn ACL? It takes you two years to recover. Well, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, hopefully, we get a labor agreement that lasts ten years, and then I don't have to hear about labor for the next ten years. That's number one. Number two, my owners are not Fred Wilpon anymore, which kind of gives me some incentive to to watch and understand that my team is going to operate like a big time team. And more importantly, number three, it's going to be summer in Florida and 115 degrees. I'm going to need to do something. And that's when I'll be sticking up my middle fingers at you. So, right, exactly. Okay. So, a couple, so, so let's move on to the NFL year in, year in review. I mean, what do, what were you surprised at this year? I mean, I was surprised. Derrick Henry's injury shocked me. Derrick Henry's workload shocked me. And I wonder if he will ever be the same player. Well, I think you go, first of all, you have to kind of go back to go back a bit. Um, sorry, I'm watching Maryland score another touchdown to go up 41 10. Woohoo! I could be in the press box. I could be in the game. University something ball. I know it's the pinstripe ball. I'm just kidding. Well, hopefully we'll play Syracuse there next year. Syracuse will be there next year. But you have to actually win more than three games. So I think you go back to the Super Bowl. Thank you. <laughs> wow, you have been on a cursing tear tonight. Dude, you got a new job and you're moving to Florida. You got you'll t- you should be in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. So I think you have to go back, first of all, to the end of last year. I don't think anyone saw Tampa Bay. I don't. I don't think Tampa Bay. Anyone saw Tampa Bay beating Kansas City in the Super Bowl the way they did. No, that's that's true. I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Right. I did in, pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I didn't pick them to destroy Kansas City in the no. Super Bowl. Um, I think that was. A, I think that was a shock. Excuse me. I think the disintegration of some teams that has been a shock to me. The Giants. Again, didn't expect them to be great. Didn't expect them to be this. I think Cleveland is completely falling apart. It seems to be falling apart internally. 
Um, I think you look at, I think New England's been much better than I anticipated they would be. Um, I, I think you're going to have, I think the Urban Meyer, we, we didn't really think he would be the great fit, but I don't think we saw this coming. Um, I think it's been a real surprise that no ga- that there's only been two or three games that are post been postponed. I think it's been a pretty good year for football. Ratings are back. You have Dallas is relevant. I think it, which is certainly a good, which is probably a, not a positive for me, but a positive for other people. I think it's been a good year of football. Well, I said that, and I think you have you have genuine uncertainty of who the Super Bowl teams are going to be at Week 17. Do you really? I think so. I or, think. Hold on a second. So, so you believe that there's actual uncertainty going on in the, in this league, and I. I I mean, I think yeah. there are three, there are four teams in the NFC that could go. Oh, I think the NFC has uncertainty. I'm not sure if the AFC does. Right. You think it's Kansas City and it's done? Yeah. I don't. I hope Kansas, I'm wrong. Look, Kansas City's offense has not been good. Nope. You're right. And I am not convinced that in the playoffs, their defense will hold to this. Okay. Level. Now, I'm really curious to watch this game on Saturday, on Sunday. Hopefully I get to see it. The Cincy game. The Cincy game. Not because I th- and you know me, Cincy is the one team I do root for other than the Giants and then the I mean, Jets. we want Joe Burrow to throw for more than 525 yards, right? Are we play- we're not playing against them, so as the long as 3 of those touchdowns go to Joe Mixon, I'm happy with that. That's fine. But I think it, I think you have an interesting play. I think Buffalo is dangerous to them. I think Cincy can probably outscore anybody. They've been, you know, they've been inconsistent. I mean, they've lost some really stupid losses, some really stupid games, but I don't think I would want to play them. Kansas City has not been overpowering. They have not been overwhelming on this run. You think they've been overwhelming? They beat the Giants by three, beat the, beat the, the Chargers in overtime. Hold on. We went through what they've done in the last six weeks. So so they have a plus 115-point differential. Right, but one of those games was a 50-point blowout against the Raiders right after the Gruden play. Okay, so so we went through this earlier in the show. But, uh, again, I'll, I'll do it again because I think it's it's needed to be said. And, and you're right, this past experience is no indication of future results. They won by twenty-five. I think I read. I think I've read that on many port, many uh, prof, many, many, yeah. many prior, many things professionally before. So they won by okay. twenty-six over Pittsburgh. They went to overtime against the Chargers. They won by thirty-nine against the Raiders. They won by twelve against the Broncos. They won by ten against Dallas. They won again by twenty-seven over the Raiders. They beat they, the Packers by seven. By they six. beat the Packers by they six. They beat the Giants, by, the three. Giants by three. Right. But, but look, let's look at let's look at this though. I'm forgetting this first Raiders game. That was the week after everything happened. They were yeah. like, Raiders were the second one wasn't. The Cowboys? No, the second 48 right. to 9. Victory. Yeah, but the Raiders have fallen apart. So I, that's not as it's impressive. Okay, so your not, take is they haven't beaten anybody. No, I wouldn't say that. They beat the Cowboys, which is a good win. But 19-9 is not something I – first of all, I'm not sure if Prescott was even – was Prescott even playing in that one? I don't so, remember. Okay, so hold on. So I'm – and again, I'm looking through all these games. If there is one indication, they have not had a 100-yard rusher since week four. No, their rushing game is – Edwards Hilaire has been terrible, and he's been injured. Week they have no four. running game. And week four, they had 102 yards, and week three, they had 100 yards. They've had two 100-yard games. Rushing. Right, but they've never been a rushing team. So no, I, can't. I get that, but playoff teams need to rush, right? I mean, they need to rush the ball, at least right. something. So they scored 20. I mean, let's be honest. They scored 13 on the, on the Packers. A Packers game, remember, was Jordan Love. So let's yeah. keep that in perspective. Yep. The Raiders was after everything happened. The Cowboys yep. is a nice win, but the Cowboys have not. I mean, they, they're impressive, but it's a nice win. Letting yep. up 10 points to the Cowboys is a nice win. Yep. The Broncos have no have no offense. Yep. None. The Raiders are, are have become a mess. The Chargers win never should have happened. 
They did, but it never should have happened. The Chargers had that game, and it looks like their season is down in the toilet because of that because they, they lost to Denver, to Houston last week. The Steelers win. I mean, come on. The Steelers are terrible. <laughs> I would like to – I want to see the Cincy game. I like – look, I think they're the favorites. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think they were – the last two years, I don't think anybody thought they were losing. I don't I think they're the favorites going in. I don't think they're as overwhelming a favorite as they are as they were the past two years. Okay. That's I think fair. Buffalo, I think Buffalo will be a problem. I think Cincy would be a problem. If Cincy can get out of their own way. They're so young, I'm not sure they're ready. Yep. If Derrick Henry is back and healthy, and again, I have no expectation that he will be. But if he is healthy and they play him in the AFC title game, that offense becomes dangerous again. Yes. I think Indy is a terrible matchup for them. I don't want to play Indy. I don't want to play Indy at all if I'm a playoff. Okay. You you like Indy a lot more than I do for some You reason. do. Again, I do. Now, again, Wentz is out, so that's a whole other – that's different. No, I'm assuming that these guys are all healthy, right, and, and playing when we talk about Oh, by it. the way, Maryland, a fumble recovery, another touchdown, 48-10. Just Congratulations. Say. Thank you. You, you've won seven games this year now? Assuming we can hold the 38-point lead with a quarter to go, yes. All right. Congrats. Well done. <laughs> you know what? If it helps our – our basketball is not going anywhere. Nope. We can't recruit because we don't have a coach. Nope. So this can help our football a little bit. Good for us. <laughs> So we get silly at the end of the year, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay. So we talked, we got 13 minutes now to go. Let's talk a, a little bit basketball. So if Giannis next, was good. What's that? Giannis was good. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis <laughs> good. Look, fear the deer. Good. Right. I mean, look. And if Durant was a, was four inches further back on that shot in game seven, then the Nets win the title. You know, I mean, but the NBA won. Oh yeah, the NBA right? won. Giannis winning cemented the fact that you can do it in a small city. But even and it also he, cemented the fact that he was going to resign. You even look who look who he they even beat in the finals. They didn't beat a team from Los Angeles. They didn't beat. They beat a team from Phoenix. Yeah, but Phoenix is still a bigger city. It's not a Milwaukee. No, it's but it's a, a mid tier city. It's not a time. It's not it's a Memphis. A it's not a Milwaukee. It's right. It's not in Indiana, right? It's not. I mean, come on. It it it's on the same level as a Chicago, probably. Right? No, no. I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. But I mean, look, I mean, let's take a look. Phoenix going to the finals was a shock for everybody. Absolutely. Um, the the Nets. Barely missing, considering how injured they've been, considering the injuries they had were, was pretty incredible. Um, the Knicks made a nice run back, and then they've fallen back to earth pretty quickly this year because this is what happens. Um, you're still looking, you know, you're looking at five or six teams. You're looking yeah, you at know, you know who else won this year, and it's it, it'll it'll surprise you for me to say this, but Derek Rose, Derek Rose won. Like if, if you're looking for winners in 2021, Derek Rose reinvented himself in the last five years, right? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. basically came back from nothing to an all-star appearance again, or the makings of the all-star appearances. He's not the MVP. He'll never be that guy again, but he doesn't need to be that guy again. And he got himself a nice three-year deal to go with him. And- he is the most enjoyable player in the NBA to watch. I think he is, he is so much fun to watch him. John Morant is so much fun to watch. Yep. Oh, I know he's one of your guys. He is. Um, I think, I think the story that goes with the NBA is, is look, the, the, I think the Kyrie Irving story is, is, is pretty Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. Well, I was going to go Zion too. Zion's a mess. I don't right. know. Well, that's the point. Where is Zion? Right. And is Zion ever going – look, you hope he becomes like Zydrunas Algauskas, right, where he puts these foot injuries and these leg injuries behind him 
and has comes back and does wonderful things. But again, his body type is like no type we've ever seen in the no, NBA. No, it's it's a bigger and heavier Barkley. And Barkley, for whatever reason, never had these injuries. But you know, Zion's seems to always have had these prop versions of these problems. Supposedly he ballooned over 300 pounds. That's not being a professional. No. Not at 6'6 or 6'5. No, and he he's the biggest loser because how do you justify giving that man a max contract, which he'll get, but then he'll become Sean Kemp, right? I mean, well, we don't know. Like, it's too early for that. But you would hope, look, Sean, you would hope. Now, Sean Kemp proved, you know, before he became Sean Kemp, he he was a 20 and 10 guy. Sean Kemp was, was, a, was a generational – on his way to being a generational player. Oh, just so you know, Darren Waller's status just changed from questionable to COVID. So Woo-hoo, We have one COVID player this week. We weren't counting on him anyway. Nope. Dawson Knox. There you go. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you have so many questions, but then there's so many good stories. The rebirth of the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry on an MVP, you know, breaking the three-point record on MV, on an MVP trajectory yet again. Phoenix proving to be this good. Utah proving to be this good. The Bulls coming from nowhere. I know you like them more than I did coming in. You know, the second best record. The Cleveland is, re, is, rebir, is reborn. The NBA is a nice story. It's a little bit harder because I can't watch the NBA seven days a week. It's just it's too much for me to follow everything. But and I still think at the end of the day, if the Nets are healthy, I think they're the best team. They are. Watching the watching the Lakers, who's the who are the number ten seed at this point. Good God. Um, and the West, you know, watching Russell Westbrook. What a weird, you know, we talked about how we I, we didn't like the fit. That has proven to be a pretty accurate fulfill, accurate. But to be fair, we also talked about how we didn't like the Bulls fit. Where I didn't like DeRozan. I didn't like it. I, I like the Bulls as a team, but nowhere close to this. DeRozan is a winner. Like, it may not play out in the third year of that $60 million contract, but at least in the first year, we both had positive reviews in the first year. It'll be interesting to see how he prolongs that and whether he can keep the, sustain what he's done. But at a minimum, at least they are relevant. The NBA is better when the bulls are relevant. Oh, they're yeah, they're the they're the raiders of the NBA. But here's something that's not relevant right now. And I know you might disagree with me on this. College basketball not relevant this year. Nope. Not. And I'm not saying this from a Syracuse or for a Maryland or any particular team. But there is college basketball has lost. While college football won, college basketball due to COVID has absolutely lost this year. And I don't know a way back, at least this year. Maybe March Madness gets people back into it. But right now, there is no buzz about college basketball. I think this has happened more and more over the last 10 years, though. We've talked about this. College basketball, like you always joke that I would be the expert when it came to college basketball. Yeah. I find college basketball harder and harder to watch. Right, but... But here's the thing. I look forward to Syracuse games. Right now, I don't even know when the next one's going to be played. No, I feel the same way about Maryland. I, I, I feel the same way. There is so much transition. There, are, But we I felt this way for a while. That with the G League and with people, teams, leave, guys being able to leave after, the fresh, after freshman year, it is so difficult to put together good teams and so to, to maintain continuity. Now you have the transfer portal because with the NIL and the NIL is look the biggest story of college basketball over the last, over the and last it, 12 and months. It's a positive story. The NIL is a positive story. In some ways. Yes. And in some ways, no. The transfer portal is a ridiculously awful story. At right. But they, but they, but they call, you can't separate, you can't mutually, they're not mutually exclusive. Why not? Because you're trans, if you if you go to Texas and you make five hundred thousand dollars as an offense, as a backup offensive lineman under NIL, 
why the hell are you going to stay at Syracuse? Well, let's play the Ohio State card, right? The guy, the quarterback that went there, when yours, yeah, made a million dollars, and now is transferring out of Ohio State. So, I mean, maybe they're they are mutually exclusive. I I don't think I don't think that you can maintain. Look, either you, either you take it all in under one, you take it all. It's an all yes or all no. Well, it's all yes, and it will forever be all yes. No, 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 no. I, I get that. It's You've not opened going up to the box. That yeah, box yeah, the box is stuck. But what I'm saying is, you can be in favor of it all yes, or you can be in favor of it. I don't all think no. that. I don't think that. I don't know case. if you can separate that out. Look, if if you, I'm in favor, and I've said this before, of a one year penalty. But I'm also in favor of that from a coach's point of view. That I don't think you can make in a box. I think if the coach leaves, you have to allow the player to leave. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. But so, the question is, should you be able to file the coach? I don't know. Anyway, we got about four minutes left. Uh, I'll go first. You can go after. I wanted to wish all of our listeners, all zero of them right now, a very happy new year. Uh, 2022, we always say that the next year will be better than the previous year. Well, God, I hope so um for dude you're going to you're going to you're going to boca look i'm just saying god i hope so for this world uh we have a a peaceful world coming and a healthy one at that point and if i was going to ask one thing for my teams for the next year it would be please have some freaking stability relevance not even relevancy just stability I think the Jets have some stability right now. Well, the Jets are the only ones of my teams that – well, I guess the Islanders have stability. The, the Mets, Mets don't have any. You brought in a GM. Congratulations. We haven't had one. No, 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 no. You brought in a GM. You brought in a respected manager. Yep. You brought in a top 10 pitcher. Yeah. You brought in a center fielder. And guess what? This reminds me of when we brought in Vince Coleman – Brett Saberhagen and a new manager. And I I get it. I just Who was your manager that you brought in? I don't remember, but it was somebody. <laughs> that was the best, the worst team money could buy. Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman's book. Yep. So anyway, so a very happy new year, my friend. Uh we'll, we'll we're gonna be going on eleven years of this of this broadcast, which is and we have no listeners. We may, we may not be we don't know. It's, it's still phenomenal. I yep. love doing it. So do I. I think it's a couple other quick congrats athletically. Phil Mickelson, the oldest person to ever win a major. Go le- Oh, sorry. Go lefty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think everything at the Olympics were, oh. they were Djokovic three quarters of the way to a grand slam and lost in the final. Um, Are you going to watch but- any winter Olympics? Anything? Sure. Sure. Well, Dude, I'm in business during busy season. Busy season. <laughs> you have college football and you'll have a college well, co- basketball. No, college. I have. I actually don't watch. As I said, I barely watch college basketball. I'll watch Premier League soccer and, and I'll watch the Olympics, yeah. and I'll watch football playoffs if it's if they're if they're Saturday games. Yeah. Um. Look, 2021 was not good, but it was sure as hell better than 2020. And the hope is that 20, you know, by this time, 2022, you're on your way to your next job. Hey, no, 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 no. no. Hopefully we're hosting the show together, actually, because I'll be down in Boca with you. That would be awesome. That would be a good start. That'd be a good start. So, you know, we'll be sitting on, we'll be sitting overlooking Meisner Park or Boca Westpool, whatever it could be. Um, Happy New Year, buddy. We'll definitely do that. Happy New Year to you and yours. And uh, we'll see you guys in uh, all our millions and millions of fans, thousands and thousands of fans, zero fans. Wait, it actually went to one for a second, the eyeball. So sweet. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll, We'll see you guys on the other side.